Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, earlier this week, the Texas Rangers announced Jacob DeGrom will not be back on the mound anytime soon. The two-time Cy Young Award winner will undergo Tommy John surgery to repair a ligament tear in his elbow. He just signed a five-year deal with the Texas Rangers over the winter, and he's likely going to miss the remainder of the 2023 season and likely part of the 2024 season as he recovers. Here to chat with us about this is Dr. Nathan Bowes. He is the director of sports medicine at Parkland and assistant professor in the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at UT Southwestern Medical Center. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate the invite. It's a privilege. Yeah, so what what exactly is Tommy John surgery? Is that named after someone? It is, yeah. So Tommy John surgery is actually named after the former all-star baseball player, Tommy John. He was the first professional baseball player to have the surgery done in 1974 by Frank Joe when he was playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And it's kind of a revolutionary surgery at the time because there were not a lot of great options for major league baseball players or really any overhead athlete at that time with, with this injury. Um, so he went on to have a good career after the surgery, which you can imagine returned to sport. And at that level is really something that is hard to do. So after the surgery, he went on to win about just as many games that he had won prior to injury after the injury. Um, and he is the, the first one to kind of undergo that. And since then there's been different, uh, modifications to the original surgery technique, but overall still very similar to that original, you know, surgery that was done back in 1974. I was going to ask you how it has changed over the last now 50 years with technology making improvements. Does it help with uh, faster recovery time or is they're talking about a year, year and a half? Yeah, absolutely. Great. A great question. I think that's what I enjoy as being a, an orthopedic sports medicine surgery is keeping up with this. I mean, there's conferences that you can spend three days talking about this topic in a, in a room and kind of at the end of the day, you know, we're still learning new things, but I would say the most recent update um, when you injure the ligament and what the ligament is, is a ligament is, is something that attaches a bone to a bone. So I actually, I have a model here basically of the elbow, but if this is the inside of the elbow, the ligament basically goes from the humerus here to the ulna. And it's, it, it uh, basically is a primary resistant to valgus force. So you can imagine when a pitcher goes up, he's putting a whole lot of force on the elbow and the shoulder to be basically be able to reproduce that, that amount of velocity on, on the ball. Um, so we think over time and a lot of the professional baseball players, that ligament kind of like a rubber band that gets stretched and stretched in micro trauma that eventually it kind of just gives. 
it's a little bit different than a rubber band that, you know, like Brock Purdy, he got kind of hit in an instant with a resistant to his throwing arm and that caused it to snap acutely. The ligament is different in terms of how much wear and tear it basically has on it. And that goes to that, that, that basically factors into how we go to surgically either reconstruct it, meaning using a graft, whether it's from your wrist or from your knee, we're basically using your own tendon to reconstruct that degenerative and beat up ligament basically in the elbow or most, you know, recently and the recovery period from a reconstruction using a graft is about seven to 12 months. So that's why they're, you know, giving the time frame for, for Jacob, uh, it, it's about that long. The most recent kind of surgical technique is looking at how do we get players back a little bit quicker? And it tends to be for these injuries that are more acute in nature, meaning kind of the resisted popping of the rubber band versus younger players, because we're seeing an increase in incidence of this in, in, in the younger population, 15 to 19 year olds. And that's not using a graft. That's usually more so suture and little bone anchors that we're able to put in and basically augment the already injured uh, uh, ligament, if you will. And that's allowing us to see, you know, good evidence getting pitchers or throwers back at, you know, six months, almost half the time. Wow. Yeah. So are you saying like the gold standard is different for the age of the patient? It, a little bit has to do with, yes. Yeah, so the, so the age, so really the age more so plays into how degenerative it likely is going to, is the ligament going to be. So somebody who has played and, and grown up from little league all the way through collegiate and into the professional levels who, uh, you know, the, the likelihood of them being able to get back after a repair, which again, it, it kind of, we're, we're pushing and we're and more and more is coming out with kind of the repair, but the ligament tends to be just overall generalization. The ligament tends to be a little bit more beat up. So it's falling in more so for the acute injury where, and even the injury pattern. So we get an MRI that basically shows where the ligament is injured. And it tends to be the ones that aren't ruptured mid substance, meaning in the middle of the ligament, but are a little bit further down in the elbow, closer to the attachment down here. Um, those we're seeing good results with the augmentation or the repair versus the graft reconstruction. So there's a lot of factors that play in imaging, age, how long it's been going on and kind of how you injured it. There's been talk about the fact that this is the second time he's going to have to go through Tommy John's surgery. And is, as history has shown, really only one person has come back from having a second Tommy John surgery, but it happens to be one of his own teammates, Nathan Eovaldi. That's a great point. I think, you know, we worry a little bit anytime we're going back and doing revision surgery, you know, kind of what is that going to look like? And, you know, how do you rehab that? And it's kind of uncharted waters at that point. Like you said, there's not a, you know, we do know in adolescence, elbow and shoulder injuries at, at an early age, you know, there are, there are statistics showing that the return to sport and again, at that level of play, although good with Tommy John surgery is about 70, 80%. So you add on the fact that it is a revision, you know, those are some kind of hurdles that he will, he will have to go through. Um, but, you know, I'm sure him, the, the sports medicine staff, the rehabilitation, you know, and the surgeon are all, you know, optimistic. And, you know, if he's got the, the spirit, which I know he does, you know, it's, it's still something that hopefully he can overcome. Absolutely. What are some other common injuries that you see through baseball players? Yeah, so I, I would say undoubtedly the highest incidence of injury in baseball player would be elbow and shoulder injuries. 
um, just because of the adaptation kind of factors that an arm goes through from the time you're an adolescent all the way to Jacob deGrom's kind of level and being able to throw a ball 100 miles an hour. We see certain adapt changes, adapt, adapt, adaptating factors, basically, that that allow him to do that, whether it be in the shoulder or the elbow. And kind of with that comes all kinds of stresses to the elbow and the shoulder. So um, shoulder injury, elbow, and then probably followed by a close third would be knee injuries, uh, not as common as football, where we see the ligament in the knee that's kind of akin to the UCL is the ACL in the knee. Um, and, you know, during football season, we're seeing a lot, we see a lot of, you know, more knee and more upper extremity, shoulder, elbow kind of injuries in baseball players. What about the technology? You mentioned the fact that ACL sort of similar as what he's going through. The technology for ACL injuries has improved so much. Are they starting to use those kinds of techniques with these kinds of Tommy John surgeries as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the the kind of the newest uh, ad, uh, newest kind of technique, I guess, is like I mentioned, was is, is with the repair and the augmentation. So using kind of biocomposite, bio which are basically little screws that are we're able to put into the bone that then adapt and grow into the bone basically that are then fed to suture that can kind of add augmentation to a ligament and basically take some of the force away while it allows the the uh the ligament to basically heal in the knee we see less success but we're also you know it, it's very early on too but looking at can we because traditionally you know the gold standard is a reconstruction of the acl but we're also looking at factors and ways to basically repair an acl too um, so, so it's exciting, new kind of, uh, frontline, um, sports medicine, if you will. Now we know that, you know, our Rangers, whether it's DeGrom or anybody else, uh, you know, they're going to get the top of the top treatment and care, uh, when they're going through an injury, when you have parents that might be listening and they've got kids that aspire to be like these professionals, you know, at what point do, does having a good solid orthopedic doctor, you know, play a role in upbringing a young athlete? That's a, that's a great question. I think it, it's vital. Um, you know, if there's, if there's a takeaway from, from this injury to, to all levels, it's, it's basically, we're seeing these injuries in a younger and younger population. And I, I attribute that likely to how competitive sports are, in, in at every level, advancing basically to every level. So I think if there's one takeaway, it's and and I've got a five year old, so that's you know something that I'll be preaching to him as well. But it's it's to avoid sports specialization. So don't put all your eggs into baseball and play it year round. You know, be well balanced. Play football, play soccer, do gym. You know, other activities. We we do know that not taking the proper rest fatigue of the arm, you know, early signs of pain at the medial elbow or the inside of the elbow are all reasons to go, you know, seek out somebody and look for somebody. But I think there's a lot we can do from a sports preventative uh, standpoint. And the MLB has actually come out with a list. Uh, it's called Pitch Smart. It's, a, it's on their website. You can go and look per age, you know, what, what are the recommendations? And this is all based on evidence and, and how do we avoid, you know, this kind of growing trend within baseball. Because we all want to see the Rangers do well. And we all want to see the next generation of players continue to kind of push the envelope. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of awareness that can be spread to kind of get there. Absolutely. That is Dr. Nathan Bose, who is with uh, Parkland Hospital. He is the director of sports medicine, also uh, a professor of orthopedic surgery at UT Southwestern Medical Center. Thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Go Rangers. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.